Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. All spoken word and dialogue are copyright 2010 by Talking Metal. Hi, this is Herman Z. German Werbel. You're listening to Talking Metal. Broadcasting around the world, around the world, around the world, from Jersey City, New Jersey. This is the Talking Metal Podcast. Here are your hosts, Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. John, how are you? I'm doing well. I am happy to be back in New York. I've been away uh, on two different trips. Uh, I was... In Pennsylvania, hanging out for a while, uh, which was great, nice and relaxing. And then I went to Florida with Ace Fraley uh, for Bill Acoin's memorial service, and um, it was a very nice event. And it was nice to see uh, a lot of people who I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, most importantly, it was great to pay tribute to Bill Acoin, who I think, uh, you know, is is one of the biggest visionaries in in rock music uh you know i think anytime you see a stage show with fire and moving platforms and smoke and a lot of lights uh, you know you can thank bill O'Coin for that yeah bill always kind of gravitated towards the theatrics i believe he was a, a, a tv producer beforehand he was a very visual type of guy he managed one of the biggest acts of the 70s, Kiss. He managed one of the biggest acts of the 80s, Billy Idol. Uh, he, in more recent times, was working with a, a great heavy metal band called Lordy, one of the biggest acts out of Finland, I believe. So uh, we saw Lordy on uh, OzFest a few years back. So he, right up until the day he died, had his uh, hand on the pulse of the music industry. We had the uh, honor of going out to Queens, or was it, yeah, Long Island City, in here in New York City, to interview him uh, back, I think two years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago, and he was uh, very nice and told us some great stories. We actually have the interview transcribed. It's up in our news section, which we now call the Wire on TalkingMetal dot com, uh, and of course the podcast is still up there too. But if you feel like reading the interview, go to the Wire section on TalkingMetal dot com. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it was really cool. Um, Ace got up at the memorial and, and gave a really nice speech uh, about uh, you know Bill and uh, you know got a really nice reaction from the crowd uh, because w- what he was saying was really heartfelt and uh, 
uh, you know, got a couple of laughs too, which was great. And one of the interesting stories he mentioned is that uh, they used to uh, raid Bill's closets, and he said Bill actually taught him how to dress nicely. And and if you see the uh, Dress to Kill album uh, by Kiss, uh, all the four Kiss members are wearing Bill's suits. Ah, that's that's interesting. And Gene's suit always looks a little too small on him, which which uh, that would explain that. I always wondered why his pants were so high on that. But there you go. A lot, a lot of, a lot of great memories. I'm sure were were shared at that, and uh, it's very cool that you were down there. Yeah, and uh, it was also really neat. Um, uh, there were some really great musicians there. People from Stars, people from a band called Flip. Uh, uh, just a lot of lot of cool people. Um, Richie uh, from Piper was there, and uh, it was really neat. Peter Chris, uh, of course, original Kiss drummer, was there, and uh, Ace and and I, and you know uh, some family members, and uh, Ace's fiance. Uh, we all sat down together and shared some stories, and uh, you know it was really nice to see Peter as well. Very cool. And Paul and Gene were not there, but uh, they announced on their site. I guess they had been to Florida prior to his death or right around the time of his death to try to meet up with him. Yeah, and, um, you know, everybody, you know, all the the different KISS-related sites, including KISSonline.com, you know, definitely paid a very nice tribute to uh, Bill Coin, And, uh, you know, everybody really loved this guy. No matter what happened, you know, in business and, and even Ace's comment uh, initially posted on the site, which said, you know, even through the ups and downs, Bill always had a great smile on his face. You know, everybody really uh, respected Bill Coin a whole lot. And it was just a, a really nice thing to do. Cool. Well, we'd like to uh, maybe get into some music in honor of Bill. Do you want to play some maybe some Lordy or something? Yeah, that sounds great, Mark. Why don't we hear a little Lordy tear? Who's your daddy from the Arocalypse? Sacrifice Screaming out the man in call 
was a little lordy. Let's get into some Herman Z. German, our special guest on today's show. What a history this guy has from Michael Shanker to uh, Gorbachev. He, uh, he's got some great stories, man. He um, really had a lot to uh, a lot to share. I wish we could have even spent more time with him. We, we met up with him on the upper west side of Manhattan kind of off the off the uh, beaten path here not right in midtown it was a really nice hotel kind of right on the park and also uh bordering the museum there so a lot of green lush trees and stuff around which is rare for for New York City so uh he knows how to pick the hotels definitely yeah, absolutely. And uh, Herman Rarebell, we have to say, was one of the nicest guys we've ever interviewed. He immediately gave us signed drumsticks uh, that he signed right there in front of us. He signed each stick, too. Yeah. So he signed its total of four sticks for us. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he put two, you know, four John Herman Rarebell on both and four Mark. And, it, you know, he was just a great guy, literally one of the happiest uh, rock musicians or just happiest people I've ever met. And, he just was a one of my favorite interviews, and me being you know a drummer uh, and you know getting a chance to interview somebody that I've looked up to uh, you know my whole life uh, you know since I became a Scorpions fan uh, was a was a big deal for me. Yes, let's get into a little music by Herman Z. German and Friends. This is from back from the 1980s. This is a song called "I'll Say Goodbye," and it features none other than Don Dokken on vocals. Help my son, where will it go when I'm gone? I wish I knew, is there a life, another life to come? Help my soul, don't you know life isn't that long? I have to know, so help me please before I've gone.
That was I'll Say Goodbye by Herman Z. German and Friends way back from 1985. Yeah, and we are, again, honored to have this guy on the podcast. He is the drummer of the Scorpions, or I guess I should say was the drummer for really what I consider their their greatest records. Um believe he joined for Take, Taken by Force, uh, an amazing record with some great songs on it. And, uh, of course, played through, uh, I'm not exactly sure what his last record was with them, but through 1996, he was also a a songwriter for the band and wrote, you know, for example, uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane, one of, one of the writers on that song. Yeah, Herman was one of the primary writers of the Scorpions, and, you know, we really have to thank him for such great music and lyrics from songs like Rocky Like a Hurricane, which is literally one of the biggest rock songs of all time, in my opinion. Biggest metal hard rock tunes. Cool. Why don't we get into the interview with him, and then we'll follow it up with one of his new songs off his new album. But uh, leading us into the interview, why not Rock You Like a Hurricane? Perfect. John from Talking Metal. I am here with Mark. 
and our very special guest, legendary drummer Herman Rarebell. Herman, how are you? My pleasure. Well, I'm fine. Thank you very much. It's, it's an honor to meet you, and uh, both of us have been fans for many years. Well, thank you very much. You know, it's an honor for me also to be back in the States, you know, and seeing happy faces and happy fans, you know. Absolutely. Makes me feel good. Great. And Herman, you have two great products that you're, you're here to talk about. One is the brand new Herman's a German Take It As It Comes CD, which is just great, 15 tracks. And then something I really also like, which is the My Life as a Scorpion audiobook. Yeah, My Life as a Scorpion, obviously, you know, I have a lot to say. You know, I've been 20 years with the band, and I believe in the major years and the golden years, so I call them. And as you know, I, I wrote and co-wrote many of the big Scorpions hits, you know. So basically, it feels good to be back. And how long has it been since you've been in the United States? I've been exactly here five years. No, no, no. Last year, I did uh, the Rocklahoma Festival. Oh, you did? But this okay. was just one-off show where I played with some American musicians, you know, friends of mine, Time X Nasty, James Jackson, and Joe Council, you know, and we played on that evening a 45-minute show there where we had some Scorpion songs uh, in there, of course, my songs like Another Piece of Meat and Blackout and that stuff, introduced some new songs, you know, from this thing, uh, Don't Lose Your Trust and Let Me Rock You. And uh, this kind of show went down there really well. And this year, i also be back in Oklahoma on the 24th of July. Okay. But this time as a special guest to Michael Schenker. Oh, very where, good. Where I do like probably lights out and doctor, doctor with him. Because we did the same thing in London on the 2nd of June. We played at London, uh, at the Empire in London. Oh, okay. And, and Michael also invited Pete Way and and um, Paul Raymond from UFO and all, also Neil Murray from Whitesnake came. Oh. So it was really good fun. We Great each lineup. we each played uh, uh, one, two songs, you know, and we had good fun. So I said to Michael, why don't we do this again in Oklahoma? So I will be there with one or two songs just playing along there. And uh, the rest of the time I will be out there partying like the rest of us. We, uh, we're going to actually go see Michael in uh, a couple weeks. The 29th, he's playing in New Jersey. Yeah, so, you should yeah. go and see. He has a very yeah. good uh, a good band right now. He has Carmen Apathy on drums, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he has... Yes, what I mean. So he has a good band. And I, as I said, you know, I, I did the show with him in London. He has a very good set. Um, on the England tour, he had also a good lineup. Chris Glenn was playing bass. Gary Barden was singing. And Chris Slade, uh, the ex-drummer from Manfred Mann and ACDC, played on drums. So it was really good evening. And especially meeting the UFO boys, Pete Way, and also um, uh, Paul Raymond was a pleasure after all these years, you know. And where I lived the other week, I met uh, Phil Mock, you know, on the street, oh, on the street. Well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm living here. Well, every year too. We didn't know it, both of us. Wow. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So let's, let's talk about what you have going on musically right now yeah. and and why is now the right time for Herman to release some new music. Well, first, number uh, number one for me is that the Scorpions on their farewell tour, you know, they want to say goodbye to their fans. I don't want to say goodbye to my fans. I think uh, I'm much too young. Even I'm 60 years old in my brain, I'm still 20, you know. Even when I party, my body tells me I'm 60. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I feel good, and I feel I still can deliver a lot of uh, good rock stuff, as you can hear on the album. And I would like to continue and introduce now to the public my new band, uh, which will we go out, of course, under, under my name, Herman Z. German, because it's easy to remember. But I have excellent musicians in my band. I have a great singer under the name of Stefan Ertz, my wife, 
Claudia Rabes on the saxophone. Then I have Thomas Perry on guitar and Jens Peter Abler also on guitar and bass. So I have the original people who played on my album because I believe that people should hear the live performance the same way that is on today. It was recorded. It was recorded. That's what the band should be. Absolutely. And we've already featured uh, Take It As It Comes on our Talking Metal show. And uh, some, some of the other great tracks, Let Me Rock You, which is another single, which is great. But I wanted to talk about Hey Ya, Hey Ya, yeah, because my I, favorite. being a drummer, yes. yeah, was really into it. <laughs> I know you would say yeah. that. Every drummer <laughs> comes up to me and said, oh, how did you get this sound? It sounds awesome, you know. Where did you record this? Well, very simple. You use a big room, which is high, so you get the ambience. So uh, where, where I come from, I come from being a big fan of Led Zeppelin, and what always fascinated me was the bottom sound, you know. Right. I always thought this is the way my drums should sound. It should be big. And on Heya Heya, um, I could do that because it is a typical Indian song. Yeah. And I sing in this song about nature, because what we're doing right now, we are destroying it, as we all know. And if we go on like this, then the old saying of the Hopi Indians will become true. The white man will realize he cannot eat money. Right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So we have to see what we do there. And, and also, I did this gig for charity, an organization called World Vision, where you can support a child for $25 a month. From this money, the child can pay the school fees, can pay the clothes, eat, drink, everything. And I've been doing it for a long time. And I can tell you, two of my children are right now, after 25 years, are doctors in a hospital in Bonn in Germany. Wow. And they were before in the third world, hardly surviving. And now it shows you, in $25 a month, nobody misses because that's less than a dollar a day. Right. Without a doubt. Boy, what, what a great So uh, this was the idea behind Hey Ya Hey Ya, but I felt it was a really good song to do and I have a really good reaction especially yes. with all the drummers <laughs> I did a, an interview yesterday with Drumhead you know and with Modern Drummer you know they said oh we heard hey, yeah, hey, yeah, it's killing you know I love it how do you do the drums at? so when you get get the next issues I described it also the mic up and all that oh, stuff cool. for all your drummers out there right absolutely and I wanted to uh, talk about something that I think is really great which is an updated version of one of your songs one mm-hmm. of the songs one of the famous Scorpion songs that you wrote uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane how did you come up with the idea to do that? Well, first of all, uh, as you know, uh, you can't top. Oh, this is my telephone. Oh, did it for that? We can edit it Okay, so where did I stop? Oh, Rocky Like a Hurricane. So first of all, for me, it was a challenge, you know. So I said, if I do this song again, it's no point even getting near to the original version because the original version is the original version is great and it has not become a hit for nothing because it's just a great song. So then I approached it from a point of view. I said, okay, let's not sing it. Let's rap it. Let's do a really fast rhythmical talking in there. So I needed another verse. So I wrote another verse. So Because you needed double as many verse because of the speed in there. And then I said to Claudia, I said, listen, when you play the solo in there, don't approach it like Matthias and make a wild guitar solo or wild saxophone solo. Go the opposite. Play really quiet saxophone solo in the middle, like uh, before storm breaks loose, before the hurricane breaks out. Really quiet. And then go out and kick ass again. And I think the, the version is the 2010 version for me. It's very modern. It has the kick ass feeling. And I think, you know, it is different. And a lot of Scorpions fans love it. Great Herman and the others go, oh, how did you do this? How could you do this? Touch this song, you know? Hey, 
It made me happy. It is my song originally, and I can do with it what I want, you know. <laughs> but it made me happy, and it was a good challenge, you know. And the reaction is also very good, so it's okay. You left the Scorps, I think, in 96, was 96, it? Yeah. yeah, on the 18th of April. And a lot of people feel like you kind of, after you left the band, there was a, kind of a musical change that we, we heard. Any any regrets looking back? No, uh, no. no, not at all. For me, the, when they started to uh, p- uh, go the direction of Poor Instinct, this was a direction musically I did not want to follow. I didn't like that direction. So for the first time in the career, we had a musical argument where I just said, no, this is not the way I hear rock music. I'm a drummer. I want rhythmical things. I want hard rock. I want to play it the way, the way I feel it also. And so at the same time, an offer came along from Prince Albert in Monaco to make nice. Monaco Records. So I said, well, 20 years, Scorpions, it's time to do something new. At the same time, in the 90s, Crunch was coming in. Hard rock and heavy rock was hardly played on the radio. MTV stopped playing it completely. They played then Crunch. Then nowadays, it's only black music and rap music. Right. So the, the format changed. And I said to myself, okay. I also felt that the creativity air was out of the band, that there was a gap. And I felt it would have been better then to take, let's say, eight or ten year break like ACDC did right. and then come back. But in all those points, we were in disagreement. So it was time to leave. So I had to find a drummer. And I remembered when we played the Monsters of Rock tour, I remember James from Kingdom Come. So right. I thought, yeah, this guy can easily drum your stuff. He's a good drummer. He's so you actually went and found them, yeah, the, yeah. the drummer. I phoned, I, phoned, I phoned James up, you know. Well, that's, uh, that's nice. Most people would just leave no, no, and let no, them I, worry I found about the it. Drum, I also found the bass player, Ralph Rickerman, after wow. Francis gone. I found Ralph Rickerman because Ralph Rickerman was working with me in the studio on a production I did back then in 1992. So I said to them, listen, I found the guy looks really good and plays killer bass. So he came to the band. So when I left, I said, I know a drummer for you guys, James. You know him from the festivals. So anyway, I phoned James. I said, I have a job for you. I want to leave the band. Oh, you're taking the piss out of me. I right. said, no, no, it's serious. You can have the job. So then in the end, he believed it. And I said, well, come over. We meet in Germany. We go to the songs quickly. I explain you the basics. I must say here, of course, uh, excuse me just a second for oh, the yeah, cut. No But what I must say is this, that every drummer has his personality. You cannot copy the personality because when you hear me drumming, you're a drummer, then you know that's Herman. And this is the same with James. You know, he's a good drummer, but he cannot copy the personality. You can copy a beat. I could never copy Charlie Watts, believe me. It, it sounds simple, and I don't think people could copy Ringo Starr. Right, this, right. So every band has his character and has his vibe. So when I left, obviously, the Scorpions changed in a direction which I was not happy with. And, yeah. and you can see it that the fan base went down because of this. But I think also that the last album is really good again because it is just like the continuation of Love at First Thing or Blackout. It is back on the right direction again. Did they ever reach out to you, like especially with this farewell tour that they're doing? Yeah now and say hey do you want to come back and do the farewell tour with us no but they said to me and to michael and to uli ross they said uh why don't you come out and do a few gigs with us a special guest which we will do in 2011 because they're planning to do some outdoor shows some stadiums some festivals stuff like this so we will do some of those shows with them 
probably in South America and Asia. Which you uh, did, I think, back in 2006. You guys we did, had together we did Wacken in 2006. And, and then we did also last year, 2009, we did a show at the Kaminsky Stadium in Athens, in Greece. Cool. It was me, Michael, and Uli again, you know. We played each two, three songs with them. So it was really, the fans loved it, you know, obviously. And this thing, I think we want, want to especially do on the farewell tour next year again at the, at the bigger places. Perfect. Now, speaking of Michael, I want to give uh, the listeners a little... Uh, taste of what you'll get if you check out the My Life as a Scorpion audiobook, which I highly recommend. And there's a great story that you met Michael in London. Yes. In a pub. And then tell us how he wound up being the reason that you hooked up with the Scorpions. Well, uh, well Michael, uh, I went to London in 1971, and Michael uh, got stolen from the Scorpions by UFO, I think, also around that time. He lived in London, I lived in London, but we didn't know each other. But there was a club in London called The Speak Easy, and we used to hang in this club. So one night he heard me speak German, and then we got to know each other. So we were the only German musicians <laughs> at the time. So anyway, one day he said to me, look, my brother has a band in Germany called The Scorpions. They're looking for a drummer, and they're doing an audition tomorrow. Why don't you go there and play and right. then I went there, there's another 50 drummers there, and the famous thing came, we call you. I thought, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, don't call us, we'll <laughs> yeah, call you, right? Exactly. And sure enough, the next day they said, yeah, we like you playing, and um, can we pick up your drums and take it to, uh, with us to Hanover? I said, are you crazy? Hang on, I have to talk to my girlfriend. I'm right. going to Germany now. So anyway, I gave him the drums, and a week later, I was in Germany. It was on the 18th of May, and Klaus got married the same day. The same day, right. The same day as well, I remember. Now, what's funny, though, is that they told you they had all kind of gigs lined up and all kind of other oh, stuff yeah. happening, but they weren't, weren't telling the Nothing. truth. So I didn't tell the truth. So I come there to find a band who didn't have any gigs, you know. And I remember sitting one day with Rudolph in his, in his flat, and the phone call came. It was a gig for August. This is May. And this guy wanted to book us, I think, the 16th of August. And Rudolph said, yeah, well, hang on. I have to see if we are still free at this stage, you know. So he's right. passing me, and there was a typewriter on the table. He said, stop, stop. Stop oh, yeah. typing, so I started blah, blah, blah. He says, well, hang on, I have to look in the book. Yes, you're very lucky we are free that day. <laughs> that was about the only gig. But then we made the album uh, Take, it, uh, Take It By Force. So that was the summer months there. And so by the time we reached that time, we had a record contract and money came in. But the first uh, three months, there was nothing, no gigs or nothing. Wow. And I thought to myself, what the fuck did I join here, you know? Right. But Plus I like. you had to move from London back to yeah, Germany. No, right? no. What happened was I was in Germany suddenly. Oh. I gave up everything in England, you know, because they said to me, we have plenty of gigs and all this stuff, you know, and I find out it was not so. <laughs> we, uh, John and I were playing a song off of that record, right? T uh, Top of the Bill. Yeah. A great song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great I song. did a solo in that. It was the first Japanese tour we did in '78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I love that. Yeah, we, good song. We have a, a cover band, and uh, we we do that uh, every gig. What top of the top of the bill? Yeah, no. Yeah, kind of. So do you play drums on there too? Actually, he plays guitar. Yeah, I play guitar on that song. We 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 put together kind of like a little. Um, we're not stars, but uh, we call it an all-star band. We've got some guys. Uh, we've got Metal Mike comes down from the, uh, Rob Halford's band, and he jams with us oh, as a special guest. We have uh, Dan Lorenzo and Alan Tecchio from Hades and well, Nonfiction. Good, really good musicians. Yeah, so, thanks. Hello. 
And uh, we have a couple of great drummers. Um, Ron Lipnicki from Overkill uh, plays with us. And we've got T. Coombs from Hades. So, so we, we get together and we uh, jam these tunes. Yeah, but Top of the Bill is one of our favorite tunes. Well, I, I was very happy to hear that Vince Neil covered one of my songs, Another Piece of Meat, you know. Right. And uh, I was really album, surprised yeah. when I heard it, you know. And I, and, 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 and I said to the management, uh, great, you know, and I, I I hear he plays in Oklahoma too, so I'm probably going to see him there to maybe even jam with him there, you know, go and play the drums and say, okay, come on, it's my song. And uh, I wanted to talk about some of the work you did, uh, I guess, back in the early to mid-80s with Don Dokken. Uh, can you share some memories of Don? Oh, yeah, that was wonderful. I lived at the time in Redondo Beach. And, um, He's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 me and Don, we used to hang out, and we go to, the, to, of course, to the Rainbow and chase chicks, you know. And I was doing at the same time my first solo album, and I said to him, "Why don't you sing some songs on there, Don? You know, I have some songs. I played him all the songs, and he picked the three songs he sung. I say goodbye, Destiny and Hard Sensations. I think he did a great job. He's just a really good singer. Um, so once uh, once he did that, I also got Jack Russell to sing Junk Funk, had Charlie Hoon from Ted Nugent sing a song, uh, had also um, Juan Crusier from, from Rat, the bass player, and Bobby Blosser doing backing vocals, and one played some bass. So it was quite an interesting time for me. This was a time when I was hanging in Los Angeles, and when I got the name of the rainbow, Herman Z. German. That was well, actually so that's where that came that, from. That exactly where it came from. Oh, Herman Z. German is here. You know, used to <laughs> when I come in the rainbow, here's the table. <laughs> that's a great uh, place, Mark, and I had the uh, chance to hang out there yeah. uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I wish, though, we could have been there when you guys were there, oh, because I, I bet it was just a it was great time. Un- it was the best time. It was just, like, unbelievable. Full with beautiful woman yep. every night, and we just got loaded there and had just fun. <laughs> every night was party time, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, you can imagine, right? Yeah, I, can, I absolutely so this can was, imagine. This I know Don from, of course. I met them all at the Rainbow then, you know. Um, all those guys, you know. Lemmy is still every night at the yeah, Rainbow. At the Rainbow, you know, right. You know, nothing changed, you yep. know. And so all those people were all there, you know. And I think it was a great time. It was really work time. We are fine. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, I wanted to before we let you go because I know you got some no, more I'll interviews. I'll come down with you. I have to pick up. Oh, go. okay, great, great, cool. I um, wanted to uh, talk about one other story, and we were talking about festivals. I saw you guys on the Monsters of Rock Festival, and then you guys did the Moscow Music Peace Festival. Yes, and you have some great stories about meeting Gorbachev. Yes, I tell you, which was really impressive. Uh, When we did the Moscow Music Peace Festival, already then you could feel the wind of change because we got invited on the 13th of August uh, to go uh, to the first Hard Rock Cafe in Moscow. And you could see in the stadium the soldiers who were supposed to look after the people in the stadium were throwing their hats in the air and partying and singing along to the songs. So then a wind of change was created. The wall fell down on the 9th of November and in the last days of no- November, we got invited by Gorbachev to the, to the Kremlin. And we walked the famous red carpet. We wow. talked to the man uh, for about two and a half hours. And wow. one of the funny things he said to the band, uh, you, well, you, you nice go, guys know what heavy metal is. He always no, tell us. So he said, well, when Khrushchev took the shoe off at the United Nations and hammered it, on the table, the major statement that was the Cold War days, you know, mm-hmm. all the Russians were bad and all the Americans were bad, you know. Yeah, but that was the time. Yeah. And he made that heavy statement where we all thought, okay, tomorrow the next atomic war will start. 
You remember right. those days? And that was really heavy. You were probably really very little boy then. Probably, uh, I'm trying, I don't necessarily remember that. No, but this, is, <laughs> this, this was a heavy statement for, yeah. for heavy metal. For him. But he came also to the show with his wife at the time was still alive and the family, they all were big Scorpions fans. You know? Wow, that's we very told cool. us, yeah. And I think Russia was, for us, a very emotional trip to see that transformation from communism to become like like the Americans or the Germans to go right. into capitalism and suddenly freedom of speech and all those things. We were probably responsible for that window of change, you know. I said that's root of yeah. many times I said you know, Gorbachev said this is a funny thing I must tell you. Gorbachev said one thing and this is the good thing to end this thing is, you know, the worst thing, you know, he said uh Kennedy did was when he let the Beatles come to America, and the worst thing I did, let the Scorpions come to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, well, Herman, thanks so much for joining us on Talking Metal. We are going to have links up in today's show notes to everything we were talking about, the, oh, the new CD, the audio book. So guys, please go to TalkingMetal.com. You'll see pictures of us and Herman and also links to the uh the two products that we mentioned in today's show and definitely support herman uh the new music sounds great and uh check him out at rock Lahoma. and also sounds like a tour at some point yeah soon, tour right? will come in october november i'm setting it up right now perfect thank you very much for you get a talking metal id your name and you're yep. listening to talking metal hi this is herman z german Werbel. you're listening to talking metal
was Take It As It Comes from the new Hermann's A German album titled Take It As It Comes. So it was a title track off the new record, which is really cool. We played a little sample of that uh, on a previous episode, but wanted to make sure we played it again for you guys uh, on this special episode featuring the one and only Herman Rarebell. Yeah, and definitely support Herman. Go buy this record. Go see him when he comes through your town. And, uh, you know, support all the music that we play on Talking Metal. We have links a lot of times up in the show notes that are great to use because they open up your iTunes and take you directly to the music. So always check the show notes on TalkingMetal.com, as well as as the wire section where we have the Bill of Coin interview posted and all the happenings with uh, Talking Metal. Um, So we'll wrap it up here, but I wanted to ask you, how's your arm doing? A lot of the Talking Metal listeners know that you broke your, your hand, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, With another one of my uh, famous skateboarding accidents, Uh, today is the first day without the cast. Uh, I had a harder type cast and I had what they call a soft cast and today is my first day out and about without the cast and I have to say that uh, it's – I can use my hand. Uh, I am still in pain um, but not the excruciating pain that I felt the day I broke my hand. And what's interesting is I didn't feel that terrible pain right away. Like I, it came on about, you know, four hours later and, uh, you know, I was forced to go directly to the emergency room. So it was kind of insane that it happened. I had never broken a bone in my life. Have you, have you ever broken a bone? Yeah, I broke my finger once, shattered it playing soft, softball actually. But um, uh, it wasn't my fretting hand as they say. Uh, so it was okay. It was all right. It took a long time to heal though. Man, I bet that that's definitely got to hurt. Uh, I mean, just because, I mean, wrist is one thing and your arm is one thing, but the finger is just such a small thing that it yeah. just must have been insanely painful. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, so I guess we'll wrap things up. Please stay in touch with us on Twitter, twitter.com. By the way, i I working on the Mark Striegel radio. You guys should check that out online. If you go to my blog, markstriegel.net, there are two radio players uh, up there, and you can listen to either stream. Uh, Victor Ruiz helps program stream A, and stream B is uh, in a higher quality, so that's going to be mostly just music. But on on stream A, you get a lot of great music, and also Victor does uh, Mars Attacks and Fusion Sonica, Metal Moment by Chiaki out there in San Francisco. We also do uh, rerun some of the rock and roll geek shows on that stream A. Again, just check it out, markstriegel.net or markstriegelradio.com, and you'll see the players there. And I guess that's it for now. It's been just about five years since we started this podcast, and we're still going strong. And hopefully within the next five years, some very cool major stuff will be coming your way. I would love to be able to even top what we've already accomplished, which could be tough. Yeah, we've definitely uh, been lucky enough to accomplish a whole lot, uh, you know, with with not only the podcast, but with the Fuse television show and then now with the MTV2 Headbangers Ball. So we're very thankful for everything that, you know, came our way. And and we we thank all of you guys who are listening, you know, guys and gals who are listening to this podcast because uh, none none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you. And uh, so thank you. And, you know. Once again, want to thank Herman Rarebell for uh, coming on today's episode. And uh, make sure you go out and buy the Take It As It Comes CD. 
And also check out his audiobook, we, which we also talked about. And there's some great stories and music in the audiobook. Cool. And in honor of Bill Acoin, why don't we jam some classic Kiss? Little sound sample here. What do you want to do? You pick. Do you know what songs Bill actually liked? Did he have a favorite? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check into it, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely come back on a future episode with an answer to that question. But why don't we go way back to the old days and hear something off of Hotter Than Hell. I don't think we've ever played anything off of Hotter Than Hell. Any favorites? Oh, I, yeah, I love Going Blind is great. Uh, what else? The Strange Ways is on that record. Um, you pick one, man. You pick one. You know, just because I, I really like the uh, title and I've always talked about these title tracks, let's hear Hotter Than Hell. Yeah, and just a little self shameless plug here on the talking metal youtube page there is a, a, a there's a lot of covers up there some are good some are not so good i'll admit it the cover we did of hotter than hell with dan lorenzo and alan tecchio and t coombs uh back earlier this year i think is really strong and rocking and it turned out quite good so go to talking or youtube.com slash talking metal and check that out if you're a kiss fan and here is the real thing right kiss yeah, this is this is the real thing. But first, I just want to take like a minute to talk about these comments uh, that uh, are, are being posted. And actually, you know what? It, we we've changed the email address for some technical reasons to to an email that I'm only seeing. But so I I don't the the, t- the comments used to go to the talkingmetal.com page. But uh, what what kills me is these people like write on there like you know how dare you cover. Like certain songs, for example, Pantera is always the one that they're mad at. They're like, I mean, God forbid you, you play that song because, you know, the Dimebag was great. And yes, Dimebag was amazing. And we're not, the point though is that we're trying to pay tribute to them and we love the song and we're not trying to say that our version is better than Pantera. And it's just so funny. I mean, there, there were some, you know, the comments range from, you know, like really terrible and, you know, you you can imagine, guys, what people are saying about the stuff. But I just think it's hilarious that the type of comments people leave about those covers. Great thing is we control the comments. So these idiots spend their time logging in and writing a comment and no one ever sees it but us. So thanks, guys. Anyways, uh, a little hotter than hell by Kiss. Just two. 
look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.